Welcome to iHeartGeek. And welcome to another episode of iHeartGeek. Quick disclaimer, you don't have to ride motorcycles to like this show, but it might help. Uh, we are talking all things motorcycle uh, as far as pop culture goes. So there might be a few mentions to um, Ghost Rider. A lot, actually. I'm pretty sure like, there will be. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm Dub. I'm here with Tyler, and I'm here with Skeeter. How are you guys doing today? Are you ready for this episode? Yeah, man. Ready to ride off in the sunset on my, my steel horse. I, I don't ride motorcycles. I'm sorry. Have you I, ever been on a bike? I've been on them. Yes. Dirt bikes, right? I, um, no, actually. It was a, uh, was it 700. Oh, um, right Yeah. It, it was something a little bit, a little bit more powerful than I'd want to if I if I did buy a bike. But <laughs> outstanding. What about you, Skeeter? Tell us about your riding experience before we get started, real quick. Oh well, let's see. Uh, Without bragging too much. <laughs> uh, started uh, right after the Enduring Freedom Cruise um, in two thousand one uh, or two thousand two. Sorry, I purchased my first uh, Suzuki Marauder eight hundred. Um, bike. The the blue bike, it was awesome, so much fun. Uh, that started my like upgrade craziness. Uh, ended up trading that in, um, got me a truck, got away from it, got a cage. Um, and then one day we were in Reading and decided I was going to go look at a bike, and I bought me a big old 1500 Monster Suzuki Boulevard. Um, rode that. Literally till the wheels fell off, got run off the road by a drunk driver. Oh, tumbled yeah, 131 yeah. feet um, out in the middle of the desert uh, in out by Ridgecrest. Uh, that was my my tumble experience. Um, a lot of people were like, dude, you don't need to get on it again. And then after I got out of the Navy, I bought my first Harley, which was a 08 Street Bob. I turned that into a rock star motorcycle. Uh, super fast, super fun. Nice. Um, and that was my last scooter. So I've been doing it for a while. Other than being a service manager for Harley Davidson up in Reading uh, for a year, that was a lot of fun too. So now <laughs> right off the bat, we get we get into that. Motorcycles are not safe. They're dangerous. So what what's the appeal? I mean, you're getting, I mean, I ride. So, I mean, I, I know my answer to this. But why you get on, you know, you have a chance of you have a lot less protection than a cage. I'll put it that way. Why is there still such an appeal to ride a motorcycle? Tyler, I want to get Tyler's perspective on this since he doesn't ride. So what, what is your perspective on that? Why do you think people still want to ride something so dangerous? Well, I think it's uh, the cliche thing you always hear. There's a sense of freedom to it, it mm -hmm. seems. You know, when when you're on that bike, you know the wind's blowing in your hair, and you don't have you don't have care in the world. You're just cruising. You know, if it's a nice day, um, yeah, it's just that whole. Yeah, you know, we get attracted to things like outlaw culture and all that, but I, and that comes with it. But I think that just that sense of freedom really is what really sparks it for most people. Yeah, um, from a performance standpoint, uh, the one the thing that attracts me bikes because you know i do appreciate them i like them i got a lot of friends that ride and um it's just that insane torque that the bike has and just that you could feel every pump of a cylinder you know and True. it just it seems seems like a good time i live in an area that's not real keen on the, 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 with the traffic and the yeah. retirees <laughs> and i'm in south florida a lot of gray hair old ladies driving around and i, I don't yeah not not going to be riding a bike here but maybe if i move out in country one day i'm going to consider it fair enough what about you skeeter why do you think so i mean nowadays it's totally different um, back in the day i mean there was a huge Push. huge section of time in the late 90s early 2000s mid 2000s that people were like i gotta get a bike i gotta get a harley the fever was rich due to certain television shows which we'll talk about later we will talk about but a lot of those yeah the the appeal the i'm a cool guy um the enthusiast uh out there um that wants the brand 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, even if you don't get the brand, you're getting this appeal. But to talk about like the danger of it, for some people, that's what's it. That's the appeal is yeah. the danger. But heck, I mean, not being insensitive, why don't more people go to the mall? Why don't more people go to the beach in Cancun? Like, there's just as much danger in those places, if not more, than there yeah. is getting on two wheels. So it's the freedom of it. It's twisting the throttle, getting out on the road, the sound, the rumble, and the camaraderie, the friendships. Yeah, yeah for me, a huge thing with it is my bike is the one place I will get on and ride, and you cannot think about anything else. You you physically right. are not – you don't think about all your troubles. You don't – that's the only place in the world that every one of my troubles is gone because if you're not concentrating on what you're doing, you're going to die. So uh-huh. it's just it's, – it's, it's an amazing experience because you are – you know, and this sounds so hippy-dippy, but you're, you're, you're one with the bike. I mean, you – Your moment yeah. of zen. Yeah. It is. You're, you're, you're literally attached to it. You're, there's – in a car, you're in a cage, you're in a seat wheel outside there's nothing there's nothing yeah. between you and the concrete but 800 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal yeah now i think in the 90s um and even into you know the 2000s when things started to dwindle a little bit as far as the popularity of bike culture honestly i think one of the the selling points honestly is people started to see bikes as more than just the one percenters, the outlaws and people were riding because they enjoyed it and not because they're trying to, you know, go do gangster stuff. You know, I think that that's, you know, that that culture still exists and I'm not bad mouthing anybody in that culture, but I'm saying that there's, that there's a reason why they're called the one percenters because most bikers aren't doing that. And once you get on a bike, you kind of realize that, but yeah, the whole, I, as much as I love in pop culture, which we'll talk about a lot, you know, the whole outlaw culture, I, I want to stay as far away from that as possible when I'm writing. So, right. the, I mean, you, you, that's, it's, it's very true. Um, as somebody that worked in the industry, mm-hmm. um, rode a lot, um, I was very connected to clubs. Um, we're not going to name was, any of them, but yes. Right. I was approached <laughs> Everyone knows by, who we're talking about. Yeah. Right. I was approached by very many, not just in Northern California, but some very strong ones in Southern California as well. And I always said that I'm a, that I'm a friend to many, a member of none. Um, and that's just because if you were on two wheels and you're on the side of the road, mm-hmm. I'm going to stop and make sure you're all right. Especially if there's something going on and you got hazards flashing. That's yeah. just my thing. That's the community. That's the culture. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. A big thing with that is, and this is another thing I love about the whole bike culture is the respect. I don't care yeah. what club you belong to. I don't care what you're wearing. Don't care what kind of bike you're riding. You show respect to people and they show respect to you. And it's, it's something that's vastly missing in this world. And I think that's where a lot of people are like, are drawn back into that yeah that's uh, definitely another draw i would i would imagine i witness that all the time on the road i'll be driving i'll see two bikes you know coming opposite directions it could be a dude in a business suit and i got another guy on a crotch rocket wearing his leathers and you know they do the old wave and there you go you know you can see it it's yeah. brotherhood and when, when someone doesn't show respect you know that person real quick because <laughs> it well it's they that they people really hold grudges on that kind of stuff as far as this is real world stuff, not so much the uh, pop culture stuff we're talking about, but yeah. Um, but I think that respect thing is something that our culture definitely wants to have back again. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and and you know the freedom of it. So, and this this goes with my next question. I want to discuss the similarities between the fictional bike biker world that we see on TV and westerns. Um, to me, they're the exact same thing. There is. Zero difference between the between westerns, you know, watching Tombstone and watching Sons of Anarchy. I know that's kind of extreme, but you even park your bikes the same. We do. Got the horses lined up at the saloon. Mm -hmm. Got all all them all the bikes lined up outside the club. (laughs) But yeah, but coming back to that, that's where I was saying that you know a lot of people that are 
so drawn to the culture. They're drawn to that. It is a time of yesterday that um, maybe things were a little better in a lot of ways. I mean, that's, I mean, we've, we've improved in a lot of ways, but things were better in a lot of ways too. You know, it was right. There weren't so many questions. I'll put it that way. And that's yeah. going back to being on that bike. There aren't any questions. You are who you are. And I think that's where the wet, the Western thing, um, you know, the Bon Jovi had a, had a fan had that fantastic, um, I'm a cowboy. What song was that called? Steel horse. Right. Dead or alive. Dead or alive. Okay, yeah. One of those bike classics, but that mm-hmm. was to me where I drew it together when I was in junior high or something that, Oh, this is a horse. I get it. Yeah. Do you guys see the similarities with Westerns or is that just, am I grasping at straws? I see it. No, you, you hit the nail on the head. I, I, there's another cast out there that of two of the huge stars from sons of anarchy do. And I listen to it religiously and they talk about, I mean, that's one of the biggest things that they talk about is the connection to the the Western, yeah. not the spaghetti, but the actual Western. Like these guys are rolling into town on their horses. They're pulling up to the sidewalk or to the saloon. They're backing their scooters in. They're jumping off, swinging a leg. How we get off a horse, right? Mm-hmm. Swing that leg over. You step out of the stirrups. It's the same thing, literally. The gunfights, the everything about it is. Well, I've never been in a gunfight with my bike, but I'm just saying. No, but like TV, (laughs) you know, TV and those things, like it looks exactly the same. Like you could close your eyes literally and put two things up there and you're like, wow, side by side, tombstone to Sons of Anarchy. It's exactly the same. And that's awesome. Great analogy, Dove. You hit that one on the head. Yeah. And it's just if, a lot of things we're going to talk about. Um, if you don't really get into Westerns, but you get into the kind of the biker stuff, watch some of the more modern Westerns with that in mind. Like, you know, take, take the horse out, put it, put it in a motorcycle and you might enjoy it a little better. You know, it's, it's with me, it's all about perspective, you know, and if I can change your perspective a little bit and get you to enjoy something that you didn't normally enjoy, I'm a hundred percent in. Cause that's just one of those fun things. Okay. You know what? I actually want to hit one more thing on that Western thing. Um, I was going to, we're going to talk about it later because it makes my main event, but, but the comic book Ghost Rider, which I think is probably the most important comic book having to deal with motorcycles. Yeah. Um, just because it definitely put uh, bikes on a forefront in the geek world. Oh yeah, for sure. So, well, what they did, which was really interesting, is they go they went back, and I mean, if you watch the original Ghost Rider movie, um, Sam Elliott was one of the original Ghost Riders, and he was on a horse. And watching the horse and the motorcycle ride together, it is was just such an awe-inspiring move. And we're I don't want to get too much into Ghost Rider because I'm going to talk about it a lot in a few minutes, but. Yeah, but I think that was just one of those really cool analogies because you see the horse and the bike riding together. I think it was just you know, really pretty. Okay, let's step back for a second. Why do bikes fit seamlessly into every genre? I'll, I'll give you some examples. There are comic books, movies, books, um, bad guys, good guys, motivational books, motivational speakers like uh, Zen and the Art of... Zen in the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, um, which is one of the best self-help books I've ever read in my life. Um, even reality TV. Why does the bike fit everywhere? I mean, every sitcom, you know, you have the neighbor that's, you know, wearing a rag like this and they work on their motorcycle and they're in everywhere. Why does why do bikes is it just because people want to ride bikes and they don't want to be they don't want to be that close or what? Well, you have stereotypes that come with a bike so if you need an element in your story whether comic book or a sitcom or a movie you know we need we need this badass that's you know going to be causing trouble in the neighborhood guess what he's going to ride oh yeah a bike he's not showing up in a ford focus okay so yeah it's it's real 
it's a really useful tool for you know putting a certain element in your story. Yeah. yeah. As far as your motivational, I mean, a lot of people look at bikes as a piece of art itself. Oh so, yeah, I you know, Zen and the art of motorcycle. You're sitting there working on a piece of art. You're sculpting something when you're putting mm-hmm. a new new set of pipes on or something like that. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I think that I think it fits in a lot of places just because it is you know full of stereotypes and you know the thing's a piece of art on its own. Yeah. What about you, Skeeter? What do you think about that? It's so. I mean, thinking about you know what, just like Tyler said, you know the artistry of it, the you know, for a lot of people that that mystique of when that that leather comes on, that rag comes on, I mean, no matter what it is, right? When when you're in the Harley shop or a, a custom bike shop and you hear that rumble and people kind of walk in, if they walk in wearing a freaking polo shirt and jeans and they're like, they just stepped out of an F-150 or a Kia, you're like, oh, wow, you know, that's somebody that may want to get into it. But if they mm-hmm. roll in the door and they're wearing a freaking full regaled one piece patch, freaking all the 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 colors, all the patches, the three piece on the back, one percenter on the thing. You're not going to stand in the middle of the way of that person. You're going to kind of step to the side because what is that command? There's that's a bit of stereotypical uh, respect. It, there's there's a bit of the stereotype, but as well as there's a bit of um, not fear, but intimidation. Yeah. Just from that leather, just from that cut that guy's wearing, you're like, oh, snap. Like, what's about to happen? What's about to go down? Mm-hmm. And, and I could go nothing. for days. But <laughs> yeah, literally, like working at the Harley shop one day. A bunch of green bikes pulled in and a bunch of red and white bikes pulled in. And I went, um, I think I need to lock the doors and go away. Well, it ended up just being a cool party up at the lake for everybody. Yeah. And that's all it was. The intimidation factor is there. And that's how they use it in TV and film. Mm-hmm. And we'll yeah. talk about that with one of my choices at, at, at the end. So, <laughs> But let, let's talk about how diverse of a tool it is as well. Um, like good guys, bad guys. I mean, you have, again, we'll discuss these in a minute, but like chips, the ultimate good guys on motorcycles. Yay. Mm-hmm. And then you have Sons of Anarchy, the ultimate yeah. tweeners on motorcycles because they're bad, but, you know, they have a soft inside. You know, yeah. <laughs> they're <laughs> it is terrible it is. people. Oh, yeah. Or the <laughs> wild ones, um, you know, the, the old Brando movie, you know, and it, it showed that the bike can be is so diverse. Because it can literally be used for anything, you know? And I think that it's just interesting that the, yes, everyone goes to the bad, like with any stereotype, but I feel like it really can be used in so many different ways. Look at, sorry, go ahead, Tyler. No, I was going to say, you know, you're absolutely right. It can be used in a lot of different ways. And now you have more stereotypes coming with it these days because those guys on a big long ride might be doing a teddy bear run for you know a charity or something yeah. like that. You know, you, they put there's a lot of different aspects now that come with it. It's not just the bad guys. So there's a lot of charity involved with bikes. But we'll get back to that in a sec. Skeeter, go ahead with what you were saying. So I mean, going back to to like sons. So I mean, and and I mean every analogy that's come up in the show so far, like white cowboy hat black cowboy hat right yeah. good guy bad guy look at the different bikes that are out there today you look at a crotch rocket dude freaking what does a crotch rocket say i'm going fast yeah mm-hmm. right i'm gonna pop wheelies going down the street and stack my bike up because i'm gonna do an endo or a stoppy or whatever that's yeah. called and you, you right? can totally get a slap to the face for that but that's my own opinion <laughs> right so then you have the the you know the metric bikes I'll say that word. That works better. The Hardley Davidsons, which I'm a proud owner. Right? The metric bikes. I've owned many of them, and they're just as good. As a matter of fact, it costs a lot less to own one of those than it does any other type. But you can see the difference. And then you move up into this black ape hanger, like, Explain what an ape hanger is for people who don't know what it is. So an ape hanger, standard bars, you're low. 
you're you're down here. Ape hangers are for ape arms, big long arms, and you look like an ape riding down the road. Um, I personally loved them. I thought they were very comfortable. I had 18 inch apes on my last Dude. bike that were I, just high enough to where it was happy. I have but when nine you roll down the road. I had people literally walk up to me and go, dude, you look freaking monstrous. You look mean on your bike, mm -hmm. but they know I'm not a mean person. It's the portrayal either in film or whatever in the culture of these things. And to hear people talk about it, like to hear the actors talk about it in, in that show, they're like, my goodness, like how many of them didn't ride? How yeah. many of them never rode before Ron the Perlman show? Was one of them. Like yep. Ron, yeah, all it was crazy. So yeah, I think I think I think it's a fun um, study into what makes people people, because um, everyone does be because like what we were talking about earlier with um, bikes always are involved in every charity in the world. They're involved with the with the Toys for Tots with the Marines. They're um usually huge military supporters they're you know it's there's the baka club which is something i really um like which is the bikers against child abuse which they will if if there's a if they get the request if there's a kid that was been abused they will sit there and they will go to every one of their tr trials when they're dealing with them and they're like no you're you're safe with this kid and that's that's just some of the the onion of the biker, which is why it works so well, I think, in pop culture. Yeah, it, it does. I mean, the, the different groups that are out there. I mean, there's so understanding uh, there's groups and there's clubs. So there's family Riders groups. Clubs, yeah. And there's clubs. And then there's, you know, MCs. one percenters. There's MCs. Yeah. So the family and we're groups not talking typically... to you guys today. We love you. Yeah, <laughs> this is this show you know, is probably not for you. <laughs> typically, you're you know the things that you see, and that's where education comes in. Like people have to understand who is what and what is who. One of the largest clubs that's been around forever that started in San Bernardino. That's all I'm going to say about that. They do a bike run every year for kids. Mm -hmm. That is that's one of the largest in the world. Yeah, every year at Christmas time, the largest in the world. But look at the the stereotype that they get. But they nobody sees too. the good things, and they have they They've have earned it. They they the yes, not as much now, but and I'll leave it at that because I'm not accusing yeah. anybody of anything. But we all know the clubs used to be very. I mean, we you saw what happened in Laughlin what ten years ago. Yep. Um, it it it's a shame. Yeah, but I say that that's is the one percent. That is the minority of bikers. So what I what, what I'm kind of trying to throw out here is if you want to get on a bike you totally should uh, you don't have to live in that motorcycle culture. <laughs> now, I will say this one thing. If you are thinking about getting a bike, go to your local community college, go to your Harley dealer, go somewhere. Before you buy a bike, go take the motorcycle safety course. Mm -hmm. This is my public service message. Um, I wouldn't let my kid get a bike until he went through it. Um, it's, it's the best thing that I ever did before I started writing. I think it's, it's an incredible, um, resource that you have there. It's not that expensive. And let's be honest, it's going to save 50% of the people's lives. Yeah. And to, yeah, and to piggyback on dub, you don't have to have a bike to go take the class. No, they, they nine out of them. 10 of those classes provide right. a lightweight easy to ride bike mm -hmm. that you can do everything that you're required to do don't go jumping on and grabbing yourself an ultra classic from the harley shop <laughs> ride this ultra glide down there that weighs seven thousand pounds or a ninja try to or take this course as well <laughs> that you've never ridden before and try to make a 90 degree turn without putting your feet down at three miles an hour mm. not gonna happen today kid yeah. so Go take the class. I 100% agree. It was one of the best things that I ever did. And it, and on top of that, you might realize that writing's not for you. You know, every, out of every single class, there's one to two people that says, nope, writing's not for me. Done. And I would rather you 
figured it out then than when you're on the road and could kill somebody or yourself. Because yep. I say, you know, we will all look out for each other, but if you're making stupid mistakes and you get yourself killed, that's yeah. So we, another thing that I want to say before you get your uh, get your leather vest like me and uh, research what your patch means in the back. If you're going to put a patch, um, what are the <laughs> what are the no nos there, Skeeter? Because I know you work with it a lot more. Um, what what would so, be considered okay and what wouldn't be? So typically, you know, your lone wolves, your 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 one piece, big fun military patch. Um, like. You know, Dub's got that. That's that is not related at all to a club. No, uh, maybe in some place in the world, there's the the smiley face with a bullet hole. I don't know, but typically, it's off Watchmen. <laughs> top and bottom rockers. Stay away from it. Is is going to be your your one percent clubs, your clubs that have to get the okay from the lead club, which has been around the longest, to do to to wear that patch. Are those Not, commonly referred to as a three piece patch? Yes, the three piece yeah. patch. So you have your your main patch and your top and bottom rockers. So whatever your top and bottom is, a lot of times they'll have the hip patch or the waist patch that yeah. says San Bernardino or whatever town, city, state you're from. Yeah. Um, Stay away from and, your city's name on your, yeah, don't, your vest. Because it's cool. If you love your state, you love your city, <laughs> le leave it on your license plate. Okay. Don't put it on your vest. I have my vest. My vest is all of my cruise patches, my military stuff, and one Harley Davidson patch on the bottom. But all my other stuff, I leave the back empty. The back of my yeah. vest is empty. All of the rest of my patches are my military squadron cruise patches and like my rank and things like that. That's it. Yeah. I don't need a big patch on the back to, to do anything for other people. That's their, their thing. It's like bumper stickers, you know, they enjoy to wear that, Yeah, you know, and, and they have it for a purpose. I, I truly believe that, you know, in some places, you're going to get that intimidation from people from, from club guys, yeah. young club guys that are trying to make a name for themselves. And it happens, but you just, it's all in how you handle it. Yeah. You know, do you swat at bees when they fly around you? You shouldn't. Okay. Because why they're going to come back and sting you. So you just let it go. Yeah. Right. So, so how, how I personally view mine, because I love my geek stuff. Um, so I like to represent my geek stuff and I've never had an issue. I talked to the president of one club here in Vegas and he saw my green lantern. He flipped out, loved it. You know, we had, we had a very in-depth talk about it. It goes long, short, geek stuff like that. And it's obvious. No one's ever going to give you any trouble. <laughs> so, you know, represent what you look because the bike to me is part of what I love. So therefore I try to integrate the other things I love into it. If that makes sense. Now I have a question for you. I didn't throw this one at you before. But I would like to give you, and I'm going to start with Skeeter and go, then go to Tyler. Give me your top three to five songs that you would want in your, in your ear pod when you're riding, riding a motorcycle. Because there's something just different about riding a motorcycle and listening to music. That's not for everybody. That's not until you've been riding a while. But um, what, are you, what would be your top three to five songs? Uh, I, I'll do mine first. Uh, Pantera Walk. Um, Probably ACDC everything. Um, just can't stop at that one. And Guns N' Roses, Paradise City. I think those would be a fun, that's a fun three. There's something about that era of music that just, you want it fast, you want it hard, you want it loud. You know, anything, any Van Halen, anything like that is just something about writing. What about you, Skeeter? So right off the bat, every, every time I would get on my scooter, uh, there's something about the the kickoff of uh, cult of personality, um, uh, living color, um, that just uh, just gets the throttle ride. hand just screaming. Um, I, I'm I'm a calm soul, so I need my amber from 311. Um, a lot of times, I just throw in some rage anything um 
just because it's fun and it's very loud. Yeah. Um, and then anything 80s, Motley Crue, ACDC, um, just because you get that, especially in that like Hot for Teacher, um, you know, or that uh, Dr. Yeah. Feelgood, that, you know, because that guitar was the, 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 the throttle, the motorcycle sound. And that's where I sit, like full on. Uh, you want you want to take a stab at this one? Yeah, I you know I've never never jerked on throttle and took a ride down the road, but I can imagine that uh, it'd be pretty similar to when I'm alone on a highway in my car, you know, just trying to get somewhere and I got a long drive. So, so typo um, negative. If <laughs> it's <laughs> damage plan, uh, it, it'd probably be some. There'd be some hate breed in there. Um, there'd probably be some Gary Clark Jr. like bright lights, mm -hmm. you know, something, something little, little bluesy, little, little grit to it, you know. And then I, um, I think yeah, some, some Welcome to the Jungle or, you know, some, some sort of Guns of Roses. I think would fit for sure. Nice. Yeah, there's something about that era of music. It's, just, it's got to fit the idol of your bike, and that's yeah. kind of. Yeah, it's, it's something primal about it. Okay, so let's move on to our main event. Now it's time for the main event. Okay, so for this version of the main event, we asked, what is your favorite motorcycle appearance, character, whatever in pop culture? What what what's your top five? I'm going to start with mine. Uh, mine is a book called Ghost Rider. It's not about the flaming head, flaming skull guy. Um, this was written by Neil Pert, who was the is the greatest drummer to ever live. He was he was the drummer for Rush. Yeah. Now I want to tell you the backstory on this one and why it's such an amazing book. His daughter died, um, of in a car accident and. One year to the day his wife died um, wow. of cancer, she kind of gave up. Um, so mm. and and Neil said, "I'm done with Rush. I'm done. I'm getting on my bike." And he literally circumnavigated the globe. Um, he went all the way up to the Antarctic, and all wow. the way down through Mexico, all the way to the bottom. Um, and it, this it's just his basically his diary of his every day and his healing that he went through by being on his bike. And um, I, I recommend this for someone who just wants to ride and kind of see what it's all about. And I also recommend it if, you know, you're, you're want to deal with stuff that's been simmering around and this is him dealing with it. And it's, it feels really good feeling him go through this journey. So uh, let's start with Tyler. What is your number five? My number five might be controversial, but it's speeder bike in Star Wars. I'll give it's, it that. It's uh, that always felt like a, a floating to me. motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. You know, when they're hitting it through the jungle, it just looks so fun, man. Just bah! you know, it's uh, it's one of my favorite vehicles from Star Wars and all science fiction. So I had to throw that in there just because it's basically a motorcycle. Well, no, I, I definitely do, do agree <laughs> with it. It's kind of, a, I, I'd call it an enduro bike, I think, because it's go. got it's got the speed, but it's also definitely got that off-road compatibility. Well, yeah, you don't need a road, so. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, that that's an interesting way to look at it. And even, even as far as the Stormtroopers were on it, and even Luke and Leia when they were on it, they're mm -hmm. wearing motorcycle helmets. Yeah. Which I think is, it, it, it was a fun nod. And again, this goes back to what we're talking about, how bikes just seamlessly fit into any mm -hmm. if you want to, because there's something so cool about them. Absolutely. Skeeter, what is your number five? My number five. Um, so I did a lot of documentaries, but I changed it up last minute. Um, but Wild Hogs um, mm. was a movie. I don't remember when exactly it came out. Uh, Tim Allen, William uh, H. Macy, ago. Martin Lawrence, uh, John Travolta was guys from OCC. <laughs> all the guys, you know, Paul, Paul, senior and junior. Um, and then 
the the bad guys the uh uh del fuegos were the uh bad guys we actually just watched it like two nights ago yeah you had some of the greatest intimidators in the business and these guys that were just enthusiasts that's it's the real mm-hmm. world of bikes. It, it, it fully is. It was, it's it was closer guys. to real world than anything I've ever seen. Yep. They just, you know, they had beautiful bikes. Um, the two fat boys, More the, than the brains, Springer, yeah. and then the Sporty, you know, and they just rode. And for anybody out there that's listening right now, like if you want to get out there and ride, get out there and ride, but don't be, don't try to be something that you're not. Don't try to get out there and get crazy. Just have fun with it. Like, enjoy the wind. And that's what these guys were doing. They weren't this midlife. I mean, yeah, it was portrayed as a midlife kind of a thing. But they just rode. And they had fun with it. Um, And I I just, I really liked it. Even though they were, you know, a lot of the things were posers. And da-da-da-da-da when they got to the club. But how it ended up how everything kind of came together was, was pretty awesome. I love that movie. Yeah. I say that to me, um, as much as they kind of made the guys jokes, they really are the vast majority of bikers anymore. Like I was talking about the 1% is the 1%. It is what it is. That is what 99% of the bikers are is just guys out having fun, especially if you have some friends to ride with. I mean, there's nothing in the world like it not trying to put on a patch, not trying to do outlaw stuff, enjoying life. Mm-hmm. So I, I really do as much as that movie's kind of a joke. I re- I appreciate the movie. I think it's mm-hmm. really good. Honestly. Yeah. Okay. So my next one up kind of goes with um, the speeder bike. Um, and that is a, one of my all time favorite comic book characters, Lobo, Lobo. The best bad guy ever. Right he on. had, the huge, and they call it a space bike with the yeah. skull on it. He is the epitome of the stereotype of biker. <laughs> yep. Heavy metal, long hair, Fu Manchu handlebars, uh, bad guy, does what he needs to do, will do the right thing. Maybe if he's paid right. You know, he is he's the ultimate stereotype of a biker, and but that is awesome. I mean, I I still I don't like him when they made him all skinny and you know, sexy Lobo. No, I like, you know, the big biker Lobo. And it's, it's, Mm -hmm. he's got a lot of great history. So it's, it's, if you're into comic books, this, and you haven't read Lobo, check out some of his stuff. He's, um, especially the stuff that was written, uh, with parental advisory. Cause I mean, he's one of those characters that you don't want to have family friendly. You just don't. Yeah, no, it wouldn't fit you well. Well, I mean, they do it, but yeah. he's got to have that edge. He's like Deadpool. It's like Deadpool yeah, much, and Cuss kind of sucks. Much better with the edge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's, who's next? Tyler, are you next on this? Uh-huh. Yeah. Number four, speaking of Guns and Roses and motorcycles, Terminator 2. I love the use. I love seeing Terminator on that bike, man. There was just something about it. They put him on there. He's holding that big shotgun. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Tell you what, I, I I want that holster so bad, just personally. <laughs> um, now, I want to tell you something you probably didn't know about this, but Harley was having a lot of trouble at that point. Mm-hmm. And I guess that that movie, I guess, quadrupled the sales of the fat boy. I uh, bet. That everybody wanted in particularly that was the number one seller for in that year. And then it was the number one used bike in the preceding years, like following, following that year, because (laughs) Arnie created this look, this feel on this big old fat boy. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden people went out and just dropped cash and then turned around and said, I'm not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. (laughs) And and it was the, it was the biggest used bike uh, sold for a long time because people were just dumping them like crazy. It, and yeah, it, it takes it takes a certain body type to ride those, and most people don't have it. Yeah, right. It's a it's a tough one to ride. <laughs> Just so yeah. iconic, though. Oh, it, oh it, yeah, it's beautiful, and I've, it's always been one of my favorites. But it's I would never have one because I don't like doing the splits while I'm riding. Right. <laughs> Just me personally, Skeeter. What is your number four, sir? 
So my number four is um, the biker build off series. Um, I loved all those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I I just, it, it did so much for me uh, in the industry. Like, as a as a motorcycle rider when especially like when i had my harley like mm. i was doing crazy things like i bought my west coast choppers rear fender i dropped the back end i put a fat back tire on my bike i went and got freaking pinstriping done added the the ape hangers and the pegs mm. and all of these crazy things to my bike to make it mine and that's what these guys did i mean these guys were building these these pieces of art Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that were individual, that were one of a kind, just beautiful things and uh, just amazing. I, I loved what they did and it just made me want to do more and more and more. Every time I'd watch them, I'd be like, oh, dude, I could do that to my bike. Yeah. I could do that to my bike. No, I couldn't. But I mean, it was just awesome. I, I can't wait to see that you do that kind of stuff with the iHeart Geek bike. I'm just saying. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Just throw that out there. It's coming. Um, So do do we talk about any of those other shows? Is it on anybody's list? Yes. Which ones? Of the biker build-off type shows. I I have the the TV shows, but not like biker build-off. Okay. We'll talk about that then later when we get to it. I just wanted to make a point, but if we're going to talk about it, we'll wait. Okay. So my number three is probably my favorite outlaw biker movie and it is strictly an outlaw biker movie called hell ride um it's with larry bishop who is the son of who jimmy bishop or whoever joey joey bishop from the rat pack um it is michael madsen's in it david carradine's in it um it's fun it's just it's it's vile. It looks like it was shot for under ten thousand um, dollars. A lot of old, you know, thrown together bikes going across the country, doing gangsta stuff. Um, it's fun. Right I enjoy it a lot. I I don't know what it appeals to me about it. It's got a great soundtrack, but it just it is what they wanted to get away with in the seventies with with these biker films. Don't watch it with your kids around. It's not that type of movie (laughs) tyler what's your number three sir my number three is gonna be one of the one of the ultimate classics easy rider peter fonda yeah man Uh, oh my god kicking down the the road i ever watched big long forks sticking out in front of them chop do it just doing the thing it's just it's nick again it's another another iconic you know use of motorcycles in a in a piece of pop culture i mean yeah. no you you hear the song you see the you see the image you know you just know what it's from you know yeah, the, and the everybody stripes bike is just so iconic it's and then and then you know all the people trying to copy it afterwards and you yeah. know it, it it really it really gave life and put a shine light on a on a culture you know at that point yeah the custom bikes and the long and what happened at the end wild Ooh. stuff yeah you're not going to walk out of the movie with a smile if you haven't watched it. Right. No spoilers. Uh, um, but it, that is one of those biker movies you should watch just because it's, it's even if you're not into the bike thing, it's just a part of history. It's as much mm-hmm. about bike culture as it is about hippie culture. Right. Yeah. It's it, just a really good movie all the way around. You know, Dennis Hopper, let's be honest, made his career out of that. It's that it's that rogue lifestyle. It's 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 what it is. I mean, strap a bedroll to the back seat to the to the fender, freaking head out. And know. I think that's ultimately what people picture when they they yeah. start thinking of you know riding a Nobody bike. Does it, that's it, the image <laughs> that comes to my mind. You know that wind flowing in your hair type of thing. It's yeah. it's those dudes cruising down a, a desolate road. You know, and well, that's how Wild Hogs ends. Is Peter Fonda. Right, pulling up on this chopper, and his son ends up being, um, and I feel like an idiot for missing it. Um, but he was in casino or not casino, but Goodfellas, um, Ray Liotta, Ray, Ray Liotta, like he's his dad, but he right. rolls up, you know, on this freaking bike, long hair, big old rag, 
you know, yeah. just like he was in, you know, Easy Rider. And he does this whole piece where he's like, this isn't how we do this. It's not about the, it's not about the, the vest. It's not about the, the intimidation. It's about the ride. It's about the life, you know, and he's got that whole sound to it. And it was just, boom, like he summed it up. Yeah. One short monologue. It was awesome. Okay. Skeeter, what is your number three? So, like I said, I'm sticking, I'm sticking with the uh, uh, TV. So um, I loved the, I loved uh, Orange County Choppers or American Chopper. Um, just a fun show to watch. Uh, watch those guys build um, and, and create things from just weird ideas. Yeah. The snap-on bike, the electric bike, the electric cop bike. Um, you know, and these just these wild, stretched out monsters that these guys rode and built. Um, I got I had the pleasure of seeing one. They brought a couple of them onto the ship uh, on my second cruise. And oh, my gosh, it was surreal to be actually looking at one of these bikes that they built. Just just yeah. awesome. So um to now, to sit there and see that stuff. Now I do want to kind of throw a wrench in that a little bit. As much as you know, I think their their motorcycles are a piece of art, and as impractical as they are, and how you'd never actually ride them because there's no speedometer, there's no gas, you don't know. Bunch of cake decorators. But what <laughs> what my issue with that show is. I think it kind of dumbed down the culture a little bit with them throwing wrenches at each other, screaming because it was so manufactured and it got so bad. Right. It's yeah. like, why, why am I rooting for these guys? These guys are both scummy, you know? Yeah. And, that, and, that, yeah. and that was my big issue with those. At the end, at the end, it really turned into this dramatic, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't about building bikes anymore. And it wasn't about, about the fights doing all this. It was yeah. senior versus junior. And, you know, where's Mikey and, you know, all this stuff. And it just, I don't know. I, I, I kind of lost it towards the end, but it was the early shows yeah. that incredible. just, it was about building bikes and that's what it was about in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then you could tell as the merch kind of grew, the, the OCC swag kind of grew. It was like, okay, these guys are getting too big for their britches. Yeah, and what's going to happen now? And it happened. We all saw it. Should then, it should it should have stopped after five years, and then I think they would still be together as a family. Yeah, right. And then you had the the feud with uh, Jesse. Oh, uh, and that whole thing. That, I think that once that happened, I was like, okay, it should have <laughs> gone downhill. But but see, as, as incredible as they were. I think that helped to kill the custom bike market. It's not where it is was it yeah. anymore. Mm -hmm. Because you can pick those bikes up for next to nothing now. You can you you can get one of the ones that are on the show for seven grand. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But again, next they're not you're not gonna be able to ride it because there's no speedometer. The gas mileage sucks, the they're underpowered engines. The geometry, the geometry on them alone. I guess, I mean, this is where my, my geek bike stuff comes in is <laughs> you start as the more you stretch a bike, the wider you make it, the bigger and fatter and strong and heavier you make it and then stretch it out. The it changes the geometry. Mm -hmm. You put a 28 inch front tire, a 30 inch front tire. That's, you know, that's three inches wide on a bike and try to turn it. You better start your turn a block before you actually have to turn. Because yeah. you're never going to make a, a sharp turn, ever. And they look cool, but it's not practical. And that's, yeah. you know, and, and I'm I'm all for doing these as show pieces, but I don't think it was ever explained well enough to people that were getting into it. You know, I want to get a bike with a big fat tire, okay, and then they crash it because it's yeah. it's hard to ride. And it's I don't very... think that they spent enough time saying, you know, this is a show piece. If you want something close to that, get yourself a big dog. It's got a good rake, a fat back tire. That's that's the fun. Get a bike Honda Fury. I mean, or a Honda Fury. Yeah, you know, great Fury. bike, but cheap. Beautiful. That's that's the one I want. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what are we on? Number two. Mm -hmm. Okay, my number two probably would be number one on most lists. 
but I wanted to do a um, little sandwich thing. So I put it as my number two. Uh, and that is chips. My first ever um, view on, wow, people ride bikes for a living. That's awesome. You know, and until you get older and then you realize, oh, wow, they're on a trailer. They can't ride at all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, was, it was a fun show. And honestly, it's, you know, going back, it was the good guys on the bikes. Mm-hmm. You know, and I thought it was, it was a fun show. Uh, it, it, I don't want to say it's timeless because I'm sure that people wouldn't like it now because of some of the stuff that happened. But at the same time, I can still watch and enjoy it. Skeeter, I know you want to talk a little bit because this is your okay. favorite show. So this is my, this was my, would have been my number one all day long. Um, Ponch and John, the the whole interaction, the relationship between those two guys was my, it was my jam uh, as yeah. a kid. I love chips. I, all, anytime I was down at my mom's, I would be looking all over the highway for Ponch and John um chips, you know chips. And, yeah. yeah and anytime like the greatest thing about that show wasn't just the writing but you could flip a bicycle in that show and it would explode <laughs> everything <laughs> exploded yep. it, I like tripped a, over a wagon boom boom right <laughs> but, you know and then all of a sudden i was like wait i started watching it again as an adult and i'm like wait that that's the same scene like them oh, pulling everything. away. Oh wait, yeah. that's the same scene. Oh wait, look in the reflection of the car. Oh, uh, and like tears, dude. Because I was like, uh, all the magic. They're not gone. riding. Wait, what? Like, no, I don't. I don't think Poncho knew how to ride at all. No, I saw the trailer in the reflection of a car next to them, and I'm like, what? I'm all no. No, 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 no. But the cool thing was, was they came out with the remake of the, the movie, um, Chips. I didn't watch and, it because I don't want it ruined. Dude, I'm going to tell you, as a fan, lifetime fan, awesome. Okay. It is so much fun. <laughs> Dak Shepard, and I can't remember who plays the role of Paunch, not for kids, anywhere um definitely worth the r rating but awesome and they actually ride the bikes they actually ride the bikes so very cool um i loved it it it, it was great but a heartbreaker when you when you walk into yeah. they're on a trailer i was well, like so, sometimes you sh- you should just enjoy your memories and not go back i'm just right. saying yeah there's those right. times but you have to admit one of my all-time favorites sorry is the, was the mechanic guy? Oh, the nerdy chips, the nerdy curly haired, like the science phone, yeah. coat, but he was the maintenance guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he filled up everything with gas. So, I mean, you know, yep, that, that takes a scientist <laughs> and TNT because <laughs> it had to blow up. Tyler, <laughs> what is your number two? My number two is gonna be the bat bike. Yeah, love. Love, Talk about love ge- the old geometry, bike. geometrically yeah. impossible. Right, <laughs> no right. chair, fun. Oh, absolutely! Because you just imagine this this cool machine that you're you've already got that's super nimble and this and that, and now we're gonna put rockets on it. We're gonna put a chain gun on it. You know, it's just as a kid, man, the bat bike was just so awesome with monster truck tires on them. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah that, that new one with that roll sideways. Flipping tire. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> awesome. No, I mean that that's that's you know kind of the part of that definition of geek mm-hmm. motorcycle stuff, you know. Skeeter. Um I'm going with Jesse James, um uh West Coast Choppers to watch that dude like he He's more of an artist than any of those guys. He's an artist with a torch mm-hmm. with an English wheel and a hammer. Yeah, like, wild. he and can build uh, he could he took he took a bike, an existing bike, and he made it into something incredible. Absolutely incredible. And that, to me, 
And it was, it was functional. It was rideable. It was everything that you needed to get out there and ride this bike. They weren't themes. They weren't all this crazy stuff. He was building a bike. And yeah, some people would ask for a theme bike or whatever for the show, but he always kept it true to fact. Yeah. Like I'm building bikes. That's what I do. Don't talk to me about anything else. Then when he, you know, he started to get big and what happened? He got big. The swag came out. Everything West Coast choppers. Everybody was like, oh, you're a sellout, dude. You get your pay up sucker tattoo on your palm. You marry, you know, who you marry. An adult star. Yes. You know, Janine Linda Mueller. But, (laughs) you know, then, you know, he just kind of walked through this whole thing. And then Sandra Bullock was like, you know, he just kind of settled there. But great show, great themes. I love the bikes that he built. Um, I've ridden a couple of them. He still makes bikes that are incredible that you just don't hear about anymore. Yeah. No, he's in Texas now doing his thing. Yeah. And just doing his thing just welding and building stuff and not in the spotlight anymore. And he actually, he's making guns now. Oh, wow. So I, I was researching and he's building guns now and it's pretty cool down yeah. in Texas. Check him out. He always seems super authentic at the beginning. Yeah. When the yeah. show first came out and you're seeing him, you know, he people ask him to do something. He'd just be like, no. And they're like, why not? Cause it's stupid. You know, <laughs> he didn't, he didn't care. He had his craft, you know, he wasn't yeah. going to, wasn't going to, and honestly, if he didn't have the show, he would have would, would have went out of business with that mm-hmm. with the attitude that he had. Probably, but he made. I, st- I stood in that line. Money. I stood in that line down in Long Beach to to go check out his shop and 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 meet Jesse James. And he was a he was a real guy. I mean, it was cool. But I stood in a line and waited to go see Jesse James and buy some swag and see the shop. And it was cool. It was real. Yeah. Okay, so number one. So my number one is going to be a sandwich of the first thing I said, which was the book Ghost Rider. Now I'm going to talk about the comic book and comic character Ghost Rider. We talked about him quite a bit, but the visual aesthetic of the flaming skull, um, you know, the bike that's on fire, and then for some reason they made a new one and he drives a car now, and then I stopped reading Ghost Rider altogether because that's stupid he needs to be on a bike there's no reason for him to be on a, in a car yeah. anyway um you know the 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 leather with the spikes i mean he defined what bike the bike uniform was but i think it was even before i mean yes originally his, his jacket was blue um it, it eventually went to black but i think he really mm-hmm. did define what these care what what we look at as motorcycles just yeah i mean as a kid that this was he was cool because he was on a motorcycle that's all you needed to know about ghost rider it was badassery embodied right there if you just said you know draw me something that's that's just gonna scream you know rebel and just just grit and whatnot it's like okay you know and there you go that's what that's what it looked like spikes on the shoulders and just freaking flaming head you know And, and i will say Go check out the uh, Ghost Rider movie, the first one, not the second one. It's not as bad as you probably remember. Dude, it's got <laughs> Sam Elliott in it. What? Yeah, Sam Elliott's incredible in everything. Second movie was really bad because yeah. um, it literally said, okay, well, we didn't make a first movie. Let's just change it. <laughs> yeah. but, Sam Elliott's character was... Was oh. the best part of the movie, period. Yes. But going back, you know, him riding that horse, which is like, yeah. Isn't there talks of trying to like rumors they're going to try and bring ghost rider in if they bring the back they want to bring in the new one with the car and i will i refuse to watch it god that they probably shouldn't do that no they shouldn't <laughs> okay what is your number one there tyler number one motorcycles and pop culture for me just because i got done binging it a week ago sons of anarchy i one was best way late on the ever. boat on that one way late way late um but I'm so glad I did. Good lord! And their bikes—they got some nice bikes, man. Mm-hmm. I was saying, but they—that show just obviously got a lot of ridiculousness and the way over the top stuff. But the Ireland stuff was a bit much. 
you know that was the worst season everybody says it, even the actors yeah season three or four yeah, it, i don't it, remember we're gonna go to ireland and borrow bikes what it was yeah. la ireland there's only like three spots that they were actually there but it was all backlot la it was so awesome I mean, and oh. that's that's the worst part but everything else <laughs> other than that, that, that really in-depth storytelling it's, it's shakespeare oh absolutely it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing it was, and, it was and my wife would Hamlet, laugh like, at me because things were going on and i'm like i can't take anymore like they need to just cruise for a minute good god and it, and it hit a certain point in one of the seasons or something and be like okay i think they're just cruising there's a couple things we're trying to figure out a little mystery and then i'll get chaos just breaks loose again i'm like oh my god you know, i can't handle and, this and i but gotta they say really this. embodied the yeah that mc vibe or um stereotype that most people have in their head yeah it's like if you were to ask a couple old babies what you think you know these outlaw bikers do in their spare time that'd probably be pretty accurate yeah i don't know if it it is accurate but that's probably what you have in your head i i would say it's in my top five of best finales in tv oh yeah yeah oh yeah yeah no i i I gotta tell this story because when uh Ty Tyler, he's 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 talking to to the group of us. We're watching. I'm, I'm I'm about to finish it. I'm about to watch the last episode. I said, okay, well, do me a favor. As soon as it's over, and they play the song "Fly with Me," um, I want you to get on here and talk to me without crying. <laughs> it didn't work, <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't you know it wasn't the stereotypical stuff either. It, you know, it was you know saying goodbye to his kids about wreck me i got two boys you know i was like oh my god don't do this to me right now and then you know some things happen and the the main you know letting off the handlebars and just going straight into it that didn't get me it was watching his son twirl the ring in the in the car seat on his finger i'm like oh my god that show just knocked me on my ass yeah it's whatever great Great show if you haven't Love watched it. it. If you haven't watched it, what are you doing with your life? I'm just kidding. You have a life, I know. Yeah, I find it pretty awesome though that they could wreck a bike and just have another one. You know, that, yeah. that must been must have been nice. That's <laughs> a bit ridiculous. The flatbed I, shows up. Here you go. <laughs> I take I take my bike with in for maintenance. I'm out for three months. You know, <laughs> right. Peter, what is your number one, sir? So I know we don't do this, but I'm doing it um, just because I have to. But I'm right there with Tyler's Sons of Anarchy slash Mayans MC. Um, some of the greatest writing you will ever see, mm-hmm. ever writing with a W. Um, they they did amazingly. Sons, um, obviously, everything that Tyler said, um, Kim Coates, Theo Rossi, Ryan Hurst. Yeah. Three of my favorites on the show. Um, Katie Seagal actually won an Emmy deserved for her it. stuff. Fully deserved it. Best thing um, she's ever done. If, if you know, I, I don't really throw out other podcasts because I love ours the most, but Theory uh, with Theo Rossi and Kim Coates is amazing to listen to how they did that show. Um, there's one of my most heartbreaking scenes was when Obi uh, oh. dies, um, mm-hmm. when Ryan Hurst gets killed. Um, yeah. So one of the coolest things that I've ever heard is in the scene, there's the window. Okay. And Jax and Trick, Jax and Tig and, um, and Chibs are behind the glass and they're watching this stuff happen. And they're seeing Ryan just try to go at it at first or Opie go at it at first. And then he freaking gets down and he's right there at the end, right before the pipe. Well, he looks down and they have the entire cast because this is his last show. The entire cast of sons actually came onto the set and stood behind that window. And you couldn't see it because the camera was on Opie as he looks up and his face is seeing all of those guys behind the glass. Oh, that's wild. All of his brothers on that last episode. This is five seasons in, mind you. Yeah. They become a family. They become best friends. He looks up, and there's all of his brothers from this show. 
and whack, it's over. Like, I mean, when, when the guys tell that story on that podcast, I literally was in tears again just because of what it did. Everything about that show from the Reaper that's in the scene just before anybody dies, the girl with the blanket, the, the homeless girl. Right. They did not she, do what they should have done with that character. I'm sorry. That was she, a waste. until the end, right? Until yeah. the very end. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what that is. But everything about it, the writing, the writing, uh, Kim Coates, one of the only characters on the show who had the same bike the entire show, even though he stacked it up one time, same bike, the whole show, just great, great acting. I mean, I could go through the whole cast of how amazing they are. Perlman. Oh my gosh. For a non bike rider. Amazing dude. He learned how to ride. He learned how to ride. They all did. did He, he wore that, that character. Well, they all did. Yeah. yeah. But also one of the only bad things about the show is you'd have 40 dudes with guns and couldn't hit a single thing. So well, the, the, it's, it's, it's actually, it's, it's, it's their stormtroopers. Uh. <laughs> did you ever That's watch that mine. video after, after um, Opie left? Did you watch that video of them behind the scenes saying farewell? They did the huh. whole, they trimmed his beard off with a oh, samurai yeah, yeah. sword. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was intense with a samurai intense. sword. People were, oh, I was crying on that one too. Absolutely. And I just met Ryan Hurst at Megacon too. He's yep. super nice guy. Dude's huge. Yeah. And Op- Opie was in, um, oh, the Denzel football movie. Yeah, remember the Titans. Remember the, remember the Titans. Most yeah. people don't realize that's him. Ryan Hurst was, oh, yeah. is one He's of my favorite actors of all time. Uh, mm-hmm. Hands down, one of the greatest. Beta uh, from The Walking Dead. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's why we met him at Megacon. And he's a giant. He's a huge guy. Yeah. Very, that's very into. Is? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Very into your, that. very into super weightlifting and health and, and just, he's just yoked. I, yeah. Yeah. So, with that being said, I got to, we got to put a pin in it. Thank y'all for joining us on our little ride today. If you want to Ooh. learn about writing, if you, if you want to talk more about it, drop it, drop it, drop us a message. We'll, we'll look up, uh, schools for you and all that other stuff i think it's yeah i, I love this stuff um if you need help with buying a bike or need some knowledge yeah. hit us up i'd love to i'd love to give you some insight hit, talk to hit, you about hit it hit them up don't hit don't hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Say, uh yeah let, let us if you ride let us know what you ride and if you used to ride let us know what you ride scooters are yeah. going to be allowed on this particular one and until next time i'm dub i'm here with tyler i'm here with skeeter keep on geeking on guys And now, let's see what all of our geek rock stars have to say. You've been listening to the latest episode of the iHeart Geek Show. Make sure you visit our website at www.iheartgeekshow.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you check us out on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And keep on geeking on to all of you geek rock stars.